Good evening, Lake Church. It's good to see everybody tonight. Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord? Amen, amen. Good to see everybody. Uh, Also, our online audience, we want to welcome you here tonight. Let's give them a hand tonight. We are so grateful that you would tune in with us. So thankful for you. Uh, We're going to start out the service tonight with a few announcements. So um, let me see if I can get my phone opened up here. Train Bible College is now enrolling. Yeah, I see some some students who are excited to get started. Uh, it's coming down just right around the corner, so we'll be starting soon. We are having an orientation on July 31st. That's a Sunday night. That'll be at 7 o'clock. So even if you're not enrolled, you're invited to come to that. If you want to check it out, you want more information, you have questions about it, just go ahead and come to that and let us help you. Make the right decision. This is your year. This is your year. If you've even been thinking about it, then that's the Lord. Because you wouldn't decide to go to school on your own. So you just might as well just go ahead and be an obedient <laughs> an obedient Christian and get signed up and get ready to... Uh... You know, I was thinking about Bible school. Why is it so important to go? You know, one thing that Bible school does for you is it puts you in position to grow at a pace that you can't just grow at on your own. You know, you put yourself in a position to, to put expectations and, and deadlines, all those things we love, you know. <laughs> all those things we love, you know, but they're good for us. It'll put you in position to, to have to learn, and it'll uh, bear fruit in your life for years to come. I remember when I went to Bible school, there's things that I still remember, you know, and that was 15 years ago, and I wouldn't trade that for the world. You know, you get to sit under anointed ministers who are, God has given an ability to open the word to you uh, in a way that just helps you get a hold of it, you know, so I want to encourage you to come, and we start classes on August the 8th, that's a Monday night. And so, uh, not much time to think about it. In fact, don't think about it. Just sign up. Just sign up. <laughs> uh, number two, we have uh, we have Train Christian Academy. That's our school. It's yes, that's our school. It goes all the way up to high school, right? And we have some high school students enrolled, I think, as well. So, want to encourage you if you're looking for an alternative to public school you know, where they can get the reading and writing, arithmetic, and all of the basics, but not all of the junk that is in our culture today. And you can get your kids trained up uh, in the Lord, and they can learn how to operate spiritually as a new creation the way that God intended them to. So I want to encourage you with that. We do have a table, or there's a shelf out there in the commons if you want more information on that. They have all kinds of material. You could see Miss Dana here, Miss Dana Craig, and she could help you out with information on that as well. Also, God on Film will conclude this Sunday. Aww. <laughs> it's really been good, but I want to encourage you to be here, invite people. It's going to be awesome. We're going to finish it up with Free Guy this week, so make sure you're here both 9 and 11 o'clock on this Sunday. All right, so who's ready to give their offering to the Lord tonight? Amen, amen. What a blessing. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And, you know, we give uh, out of a heart of responding to all that God has given to us. 
You know, and really, you know, when you think about our tithes and our offerings, we don't ever give to get. God has already blessed us. And really, giving our tithe and our offering is just recognizing Him as the source. You know, that's really what it is, is it's taking what God has blessed us with, recognizing that it came from Him, and then offering portion back to Him as an act of worship. Amen. And it honors Him. It glorifies Him. It reminds us of where our true source is, you know, our Heavenly Father. And then it empowers the church to be able to accomplish the vision that God has given to us. Amen. So there's a few ways to give. Of course, you can give by the uh, envelopes on the seat backs. If you're watching online, lake-church.com. We also have text to give, which I think they'll probably put up here on the screen. And then the last thing, if you haven't got the Church Center app yet, Church Center, you can download that app to your phone, look up Lake Church, a very simple way to give digitally. Once you uh, put your banking information on there, all you have to do is type in the amount you want, hit send, and it only costs 25 cents to give that way. It's a great deal, so I want to encourage you with that. If you have an envelope tonight, just Put it in the bucket with Jerry back at the door on your way out. Amen. So let's pray and we'll get on with the service. Father, we just give you praise. We thank you so much for your goodness in our life. We just thank you for all you have blessed us with. We are a blessed people. We recognize, Father, that you are our source. And we give joyfully back to you tonight, God, that we may bring honor and uh, glory and reverence to you tonight, Father God, that the church may be empowered and have all sufficiency in all things to accomplish every vision that you put in our hearts. And we give you praise for it, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'll give a warm welcome to Reverend Marvin Yoder as he comes up. Well, good evening. Praise the Lord. Make sure the microphone thing's clipped to my belt there and doesn't go dangling down by my legs, you know. Anyway, how's everybody doing? Hot enough for you? Hmm? Some, I saw a sign today that said, whoever moved the equator to Oklahoma, please put it back. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you, we got grace, don't we? We've got the grace of God to live in Oklahoma, and uh, so we're so glad for that. If you stand to your feet, if you would, we're going to just uh, just going to worship the Lord just a moment, just out of our hearts. Hallelujah! I just sense that it's just lift our hands up and just begin to worship God out of your heart right now. I know sometimes we wait for the music, but you know God loves it when when you worship Him out of your heart. So we just worship you, God. We just magnify you, honor you, bless your name. We, we magnify you. We enlarge our thoughts about you. We allow you to enlarge our hearts uh, to, to, uh, so that we can receive what you have for us tonight. We worship you. You're such a blessing, Lord. 
Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're in this place tonight. You're here. Your presence is in this place. We worship you and magnify your name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just go. Come on, just lift your voices. Just go. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, thank you. Just lift your voice and begin to let God know. Hallelujah. You praise the Lord. Magnify his name. Bless his name. Honor you, Lord. Glory to you, Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. You are majestic. You are, you are marvelous. You are absolutely amazing. None compares to you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to you. Glory to you. Glory to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So how long should we do that? Well, till whatever was bothering you doesn't bother you anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. We just worship you, Lord. We're so thankful, Lord, for your presence, your power. Glory to God for the work that you're doing in our lives. You perfect the things concerning us. We thank you, Father. We're so grateful that you haven't given up on us. You, 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 you have not forsaken us. You're always with us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When we fall down, you reach your arm down and you pick us back up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Thank you, Lord. While we got our hands raised up, just give all the cares, the burdens, and everything that's bothered you, everything that happened this week, just, just uh, give it to him. Just give it to you, Lord. We, 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 just, we, we get rid of all our baggage, all of our luggage. Uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to check it all in. And we're just gonna we're just gonna fly uh, luggage free, carrying no baggage, moving with God, with no baggage in Jesus' name. Thank you for it now. Now, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here tonight. That you help us uh, to convey, communicate uh, exactly what you want the people to hear. Help it to be a fruitful night tonight uh, of, of understanding your word, uh, our eyes being opened that we may see, and Father, that maybe be uh, quick to understand, quick to hear, and quick to receive tonight in the name of Jesus. We thank you also, Holy Spirit, that you're the teacher, but you're also the one who performs your word in our midst, we thank you that you have your freedom to do what you want tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just lift your hands up to him right, right now, just quietly where you're at. Just honor his presence in this place. Hallelujah. <clears throat>
Hallelujah. 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 We honor you in this place tonight, Holy Spirit. Have your way in the lives of these people. You know what they need. You know what they need. And you know how to minister to each one effectively. And I ask that you do it tonight in these people's lives. We are hungry and thirsty for the things of God, for your presence, for your power. Mm. Hallelujah. We press in to you. Lay aside everything. Lay aside everything for right now. We just press into you. We press in so close that all we can see is you. Our eyes are just totally on you. Let's worship you. Magnify your name in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Hallelujah. God is ministering to his people. Aren't you glad we're living in an hour when God is ministering to his people? Isn't that right? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ministering to his people. Hallelujah. He knows where each one lives. He knows what's going on at each person's place. He knows how to get to you, what you need, where you are. He never gets the mail mixed up. Never gives you the wrong package. Isn't that right? Isn't that something? And so, you know, some, uh, uh, I know this. Um, I've had times when um, they wanted to deliver a package, but I had to sign for it. And because I wasn't there, they were unable to deliver it. And so they contacted me and let me know so that I could sign for it. I, I could only get it if I signed for it. And friends, many times God has things for us, but he wants you to sign for it. He's got a promise in the book for you, but you got to sign for it. How do you sign for it? With your voice. You're, 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 with, with what you say. When you speak the promise, when you talk in agreement with the word of God, you're signing for that which you are speaking. You see what I'm saying? That's how you release your faith to obtain that, to take hold of what God is offering you. The package is at the door, my friend. It's at your house. The promise of God is for you at your place. But you got to sign for it. You got to start saying what the Bible says about your situation. Do you know what I'm saying? It's easy to talk about the problem. And then the devil sends somebody around with a sympathetic ear. And it's so easy just to tell them how bad everything's been. And they're just so sympathetic, so comforting. And it's just like, you know, and you just tell it. And you know what happens after that? You feel just as bad as you did before. Did you ever notice that? I mean, it's, uh, it's just, uh, but you know how to get better? Speak the promise and not the problem. 
Doesn't mean that you don't find, now listen, it doesn't mean that you don't find somebody qualified to talk to that can help you. You know what I'm saying? That's different than just telling somebody. And uh, you, when, when you decide whether you're going to tell somebody or not, you need to evaluate whether they can help you. Isn't that right? Is it going to help me? You know what I'm saying? I always look at it this way. What's happening in my life is not everybody's business. You know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> you remember back in the day when, when they hung the clothes all out on the line? Remember that? Well, there are certain items they hung in the middle. They hid that stuff, you know? <laughs> You know, not a, and, 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 and so they didn't talk about that stuff. They didn't show that stuff. They just, you understand what I mean? And so anyway, uh, uh, I, I just look at it this way. that uh, Number one, God didn't tell me to tell everybody. Number two, uh, not everybody can help me. Number three, it's not everybody's business. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I'm just encouraging you. God can get you what you need at your place. Sign for it. Speak the word. Amen. Amen. And so, anyway, that was just a, a kind of an intro. And so, um, uh, I remember years ago, 1982, some of you know this, some of you don't. The reason we do what we do is because in 1982, I had a visitation from the Lord, and uh, I had some problems. I went, uh, they gave an altar call. I came forward. The power of God came on me, and I was totally out. And while I was out, I was not conscious of anything except for uh, the person that came walking down the middle aisle and sat in a chair. It was the Lord Jesus Christ. He began to talk to me about my problems and told me what to do which worked amazingly. And then number two, he began to talk to me about my future, and he told me, he said, the main thrust of your ministry will be the Holy Spirit. He didn't ask me if I'd like that or not. He didn't, it was not a multiple choice kind of situation, you know, uh, or anything like that. Um, he said, the main thrust of your ministry will be the Holy Spirit. I didn't know what he meant by that. And I didn't, I, I, I didn't try to figure it out. I just was rather disappointed because I, I, I had my ideas about what I wanted to do. I was getting ready to go to Bible school. And I thought when I get done with, this, with Bible school, then I'm going to go do certain things that I had in mind. And, uh, and so when he spoke that to me, I didn't know what he meant, but it certainly wasn't what I was thinking. So I was disappointed it didn't sound exciting. And the reason I was disappointed is because I didn't know who the Holy Spirit really was. I had experiences with him, and I saw times when he showed up. But see, my friend, you really, we really need to get to know him. Yes. Pay attention to him. And then he'll show us things. And so over a period of time, we began to uh, get the revelation of the word of God. And it was in 2020 that we stepped out into uh, doing what we're doing now, obeying God. We set out to travel while the country was shut down by pandemic. Now, isn't that interesting how the Lord picks the timing? And so uh, uh, 38 years 
from that visitation to the time when uh, it was time for me to act on what God had said. And so um, tonight I want to talk to you just a little bit about what do you do when God speaks? What do you do when God speaks? This is going to be just a little bit different, but I, I, feel, I felt uh, last week distinctly that the Lord wanted me to speak on this issue of what to do when God speaks. And sometimes you hear God, people talk about God saying this and God saying that. And, uh, you know, we really don't have any way of, I mean, they're talking about their lives, so you don't really know how to, how, whether, you know, uh, how real it is or how, how uh, uh, you know, whether it's the Lord or whether, and you, you, we just take the attitude, well, well, we'll just let the Lord work that out, you know, and if it's the Lord, then the fruit will show. And there's some things that we can do that uh, I believe that will help us in knowing what to do when God moves in our life or when God speaks to us, how can we uh, take full advantage of that and have those things? I would say if we had a survey in this room or those watching online, we could, we could find numbers of people who have heard from the Lord about some things, but you have yet to see it come to pass or it, it, it turned out that what you heard really wasn't the Lord. And so, uh, so sometimes those experiences can be very disappointing, uh, 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 very, um, very, very, it can cause people to become disillusioned uh, because they say, well, I thought it was the Lord. I guess I don't know what to do with that. So I'm just not going to go there anymore. And so you have people that don't uh, open up to the word of the Lord because they said, oh, I tried that years ago and that, I'll tell you, it was a mess. Well, uh, but, but here's the issue. Throughout the Bible, we see God speaking to his people. Isn't that right? If you look in Genesis chapter 15, Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1, you'll find these words that God spoke to Abram. He says this, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceeding great reward. Notice he's, the word of the Lord came to him. When did it come to him? After these things. Now, I, I thought to myself, now, after what things? So I went back and read what's happened in the two chapters before that. There was a stuff happened. In chapter 13, there was strife between him and Lot, and they had to split up, and Lot went one way, and uh, uh, Abram went the other way because they had so much stuff. The land where they were at, uh, they had so much livestock and herds that the land where they were at together couldn't sustain them, so they had to separate. So that was an interesting scenario there. And then in chapter 14 is when uh, armies came and captured 
you know, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot was in that, captured also, and Abraham had to go, had to go uh, defeat the, uh, those, those uh, kings that came and captured Lot, uh, get Lot back, you know. It was just a big hassle, you know. Lots of stuff, you know. And, uh, and you know, I, I look at all of that, and you know, lot you know, people criticize Abram for having a uh, lot with him, you know. And so I do have to, uh, you know, I'm not going to say too much about that, other than I do agree that Lot seems to have been a lot of trouble. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, it's interesting that chapter 15 starts out this way: After these things, the word of the Lord came. How many of you felt like you've, uh, that you've had some things happen? Stuff has been happening. You've been dealing with some stuff. It seems like one thing after another. I'm just going to tell you something. Listen to me. You ought to take heart because after these things, the word of the Lord came. Come on now. How many of you, how many of you are due a word from God? I'm not talking about getting a personal prophecy so much as it is because it's every person's right to hear from God for themselves. When there's a personal prophecy or something like that that's spoken, it is never to give direction. It is to confirm what God's already spoken to your heart. And so I, I, I tell you, there are times when things go, you know, sour. You know, it's just... Uh, you wonder what in the world things were going along well and I'm just riding a wave and all of a sudden there is no wave. There is just nothing. Matter of fact, I'm looking for water. You know what I'm saying kind of thing and you go along there in that kind of season and, and, um, and, and so it can be very discouraging if you don't know that, that uh, what, what happened to Abram, he said after these things, what does that mean? It means the Lord hasn't given up on you. It means the Lord knows where you're at. It means this, that, that, that all those things can't keep the word of the Lord from coming to you, the direction from the Lord. You need to recognize this. Expect to hear from God. Expect to hear from God. Why? doesn't matter how much stuff has happened. Listen to me. No matter, no matter what's happened, Lot, uh, Abram had all these stuff. I mean, he, uh, he's, God told him to, to leave his family. Lot was one of them. He didn't do it. God could have looked at Abram and said, you brought it on yourself. You know, you really don't deserve. Aren't you glad God doesn't play the deserve card for you in your direction? Isn't that right? But you know what? In spite of all these things, the word of the Lord came. In spite of all these things, God was still for him. And you got to know that God is still for you. I said, God is still for you. I said, God is still for you. No matter what you've been through. I feel a little preach coming on. Isn't that right? So the word of the Lord came. You say, well, Brother Yoda, that's really good. That's Old Testament, though. 
I'm glad you brought that to my attention. If you turn to John chapter 16, verse 13, let's get over in the, into the new. And you'll find out here Jesus is talking to the disciples about the Holy Spirit who's coming and is going to be here uh, in the new covenant that we have now. And his death, burial, and resurrection is going to be the beginning of a new covenant in which the Holy Spirit is going to dwell in us and is going to be with us at all times. And he says here in verse 13 about the Holy Spirit, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come. I always like to add, and he has come. He's here. He showed up 2,000 years ago, and he's still here. Never left. Isn't that right? Some people sit around waiting. Some people sing songs wishing he'd come. But I'm telling you, he's here. Yeah. Isn't that right? We got him located. It's right here. Isn't that right? <laughs> he's right where you are. And he says here, he will guide you into all truth. Evidently, there's going to be some communication between you and him. Isn't that right? Or him and you. And then he goes on and he says, for what he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Everybody say speak. speak. And he will tell you things to come. He'll tell you things to come. So the Holy Spirit is the great communicator between heaven and earth. Isn't that right? And he's here to tell us the things of God. He's here to tell us what we need to hear in our situation. And so sometimes it comes in various ways. We need to not limit God. One of the concerns I've seen is that I have shared my experience of, in, of 1982, and some people have drawn back from that as if I was describing something extreme, something unusual. The question I got is, do we believe that God speaking to his people is something unusual, maybe something even un extreme, uh, or is it normal? Is it something we should expect? How many, of you, how many of you believe it would be unusual or abnormal or extreme if God did not speak to you? Isn't that right? Because you're his child. Isn't that right? And so uh, we know this, that the Holy Spirit is here to communicate what he hears from heaven so that what heaven has planned for here on earth can be communicated and a group of people can cooperate and see it come to pass. Isn't that right? Come on now. How many of you know I'm talking about us? Isn't that right? Sometimes you just got to say, now that's talking about me. Isn't that right? You, gotta, you, gotta, you just got to decide that's me right there. Isn't that right? I grew up in a church, traditional church, uh, where we, uh, no, nobody ever talked about uh, or never, nobody ever told us that God wants to speak to us. And so I grew up with a, a very different uh, viewpoint of God, rather unapproachable, stern looking like uh, the preachers that, that uh, 
I thought represented God, you know, and uh, and and I I got the idea that he didn't have God didn't was not interested in having any fun because those preachers never had any fun. They were always stern and they were always so sober, um, you know. Seemed to uh, you know think on the heavy things of life, you know, and ponder the great mysteries of, of why things are the way they are and what we ought to be doing, you know. I wanted to play ball. <laughs> I'm just a kid. I wanted to play ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did hear, I remember one Sunday I'm in church and one of the preachers, Now I knew he was a little different than the rest of them. He said, when I'm out working in the field, now all in the church where I was at, none of the preachers uh, were on, on salary or anything. The attitude that that church had was they need to have a job and they need to work just like everybody else. Well, that meant they didn't have much time to study because they're busy working. Many of them were farmers. And you know how farming is. Farming's not an eight hours a day job. You know what I'm saying? And so they got exactly what they paid for. Not much from the word of God. But I remember this guy, he's out. He said one Sunday, I remember him. I'm sitting there half asleep. I don't even know why I'm awake at that point because I usually tried to go to sleep. <laughs> Just confessing my sins. Anyway. <laughs> he said, I remember him, and he said this and caught my attention. He said, when I'm out on my tractor and working in the field, he said, uh, he said and, and God's talking to me. I thought, now how weird is that? That's really weird. The idea that God would talk to somebody. I'd never heard of that. First time I'd ever heard of it. I thought it was so unusual, so extreme, that it's possible maybe for that guy but not for everybody else. It's not, it's not meant for the average person. I just want to tell you that God wants to communicate with you no matter who you consider yourself to be. Whether you consider yourself to be somebody or a nobody, God wants to communicate with you. Isn't that right? And so I, I'm just going to encourage you with that. The word of the Lord repeatedly came to uh, throughout the Old Testament uh, to the various prophets. Uh, uh, and, and, uh, and we see that happening over and over again. Uh, matter of fact, uh, uh, my resources tell me that the word of the Lord came, uh, is listed in the Old Testament 104 times. That's not counting, that's just that phrase. That's not counting the times when it says, and God said. I didn't look that up. You know what I'm saying? So God throughout the course of the Old Testament is busy communicating to his people through his prophets. The prophets in those days were the mouthpiece of God speaking what heaven wanted to make known to the people there that were considered the people of God. And uh, the reason that the prophet was the mouthpiece of God was because those people, even though they were chosen by God, elected by God, they were really not born again. 
because Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet. And so because they were not born again, that meant that the Spirit of God did not dwell in them like he does in you and me, you and me today. Aren't you glad you live today? Isn't that amazing? And so, uh, so, so God found a way to speak to his people even though he did not dwell in them. Isn't that right? And so... Uh, I, I, I like this uh, point that even when God was speaking uh, through the prophet to uh, the people, uh, repeatedly the phrase that shows up is, and the word of the Lord came to and whoever. Uh, and, and nowhere do I find that, and the prophet went looking for a word from God, seeking a word from God, chasing after a word from God, looking under a rock for the word of the Lord, looking behind the curtain for the word of the Lord, looking in this corner or in that corner, opening this drawer, looking for a word from God. I'm going to tell you, I've met people that, do, that are just about like that. And I want to tell you, listen to me, listen to me. Here's how it operates. This is the pattern that's been set forth, and it's even, even that way today. The word of the Lord came. Did you get that? Came. It comes to us. See, you got to put some confidence in God. Do you believe God can bring a word where you are? I believe he can. In the Old Testament... Uh, the psalmist said, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? The question today is, can God bring a word to you where you are? You see what I'm saying? You got to believe that God can bring a word to you. He's able. He's the great communicator. He knows how to talk better than you do. Isn't that right? Come on now. So you got to put your confidence in him in that. And you got to lean back and say, the word of the Lord is coming to me. I hear his voice. Isn't that right? Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Isn't that right? You got to put some confidence in it. You say, oh, I know he can speak. I just afraid I'm going to miss it. Well, get your spiritual hearing aid on. How do you do that? Well, go back and get the message, the first one we preached. Becoming conscious of the Holy Spirit on the inside. The more conscious you are of him, the more tuned in you are, and the more easily you can hear the word of the Lord when it comes. Isn't that right? And so in John chapter 16, verse 13 and I'm going to read down through 15. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit, we see the Holy Spirit will speak and reveal things to us. It should be nothing unusual about that. In other words, it ought to be happening in your, your life and in my life. We ought to expect this. This is normal Christianity for us, folks, right here. Listen to that. Let me read it to you. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. You ought to expect that on a daily basis. Why? Because he's the guide. He's the, he knows the way, and he can lead you every day. 
And he goes on and he says, he'll not speak on his own authority. Whatever he hears, he will speak. Now look at this. And he'll tell you, he will tell you things to come. Notice he said, he didn't say, maybe he'll tell you things to come. He said, he will tell you things to come. Say that with me. He will tell me things to come. Tap yourself and say, that's talking about me. It's bringing, bringing a, bring, he's, he's giving me information about the future. Just like he did back in 1982 about what I'm doing today. I never dreamed it would be 38 years later before I start walking in that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes there's a word from the Lord and, and, and a direction from God or something, some, some kind of, uh, 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 that some kind of uh, uh, enlightening moment in your spirit and you don't know what to do with it. Just like I didn't know what to do with that. So I just kind of put it on the shelf and left it there. I had enough faith to believe that there would be a time when God will show me what he meant by that. Because I knew I'm not smart enough to figure that one out. Okay? And so, uh, and so here he goes on and he says, he'll tell you things to come. Verse 14, Jesus said, he will glorify me for he will take of mine, of what is mine, and declare it or disclose or, or exhibit it to you. And in verse 15, all things that the Father has are mine. And therefore I said, he will take of mine and declare it, show it, exhibit it to you. You see what I'm saying? And so the Holy Spirit is a great communicator. He wants to speak. The issue that he has in many cases is that we do not lend our ear or our time to hear what he has to say. Too many times we get to the we have to get to the end of our rope before we're willing to listen. Isn't that right? Now I'm not trying to be hard on people. I'm I'm learning the lesson myself. But you see, God's got something he wants to tell us. Speak to you. Speak to uh, speak to each one of us. You don't want anybody to be left out. Every person that's a believer has a right to hear from God. You are his child. What, what earthly child doesn't have the right? I'm not, saying it, I'm not saying it happens in every case, but they still have the right. They have the right to hear from their earthly father. That's a right. How much more? Do we have the right to hear from our Heavenly Father? Isn't that right? He wants to talk to you. He wants to share with you. Hallelujah. You see, the Holy Spirit is the willing and able communicator between Christ the head and, and the church, which is Christ's body. In other words, he, you know, it's just like our own body, the members of our body work because we get communication from our, from our head, from our brain, from, uh, from our mind. You know what I'm saying? You put your hand on the stove and the mind sends a, a message, you know, take your hand off the stove. 
It's hard. Oh. Well, it works a lot faster than that. You know what I'm saying? Thank God. But you understand, that was a, it, it started, you knowing to lift your hand off of the stove when it's hot started here. Communication from the head via the uh, nerves and, uh, and all. I don't know how all that works. I know better how, this, how, the, how the body of Christ works. I just know there's a connection there. And if a member of your physical body doesn't have a connection with the head, somehow if there's no communication, it doesn't function. It doesn't function the way it should. I submit part of the reason the church has not been the church is because there's been a disconnect between the head and the, uh, and, and the body in that they have not listened to the Holy Spirit who's been assigned to tell them what Jesus the head wants to happen. We got Christians today that are scared. Oh, what's going to happen to the church? Oh, we better just, we better buy some food. We better, we better, we better build a barn and get all that food in there. Now, if you want to do that, that's up to you. But, but you see, don't, if you, if you want to do that, don't do it in fear. Just do it in faith, believing that I'm going to have enough for me and my family and others around me, no matter what happens. That's different than, oh, it's going to get bad. I better get me some food and build me a barn or maybe a bunker Put it down in the ground where nobody can see it. It's going to get bad. You know what I'm saying? You see, and here's what happens is the church is not functioning like it ought to. They forgot what Jesus said. Jesus said it. The first place church is mentioned in the Bible. John, uh, Matthew 16, uh, 18. I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It means you and I can hold up our head no matter how much they huff and puff and threaten to blow our house down. <laughs> no matter how much they play the big bad wolf, we can be confident that the church shall prevail. Because we have the revelation from heaven. We've been listening to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's been talking to us. The Holy Spirit's been assigning people into places. And we're standing in our place, arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder. And we're hooked together, believing God's word. The gates of hell cannot prevail against a church that takes its place and listens to the voice of the Spirit. Oh, my friend, listen to me. We ought to listen to that. You know, the, first of all, I know this. He communicates what Jesus ahead wants. The first thing that the Holy Spirit communicates is the written word. The written word. Thank God Jesus ahead has authorized a book to be written and the Holy Spirit has taken that, uh, had been authorized to inspire people to write this Bible. Did they always know exactly what that was going on? No, I don't know. I don't, I suspect not. I think Third uh, John, for example, is a letter from the Apostle John to a man named Gaius. And I think he thought he was just writing a letter. 
But it's so lined up and so exactly lined up with the will of God that, that, that God moved upon people uh, when they came time to, to decide what was inspired and what was not inspired that they said, Third John is inspired by the Holy Spirit. It needs to be included in the canon of Scripture. You see what I'm saying? So the written word of God giving us revelation, you can't even understand the book unless you know, unless you have his help. That's a, pro a problem with the church has been, is the church has been tempted to reason out this book by their own efforts and by their own thinking, and they've come up with some really strange ideas, folks. Mostly about what we can't do and what we shouldn't do and what and why not this and why not that and and you know and they go to great lengths to explain why the promise of God uh, is not for us or shouldn't and why it can't work for us today and, or why you can't trust the promise of God and so so that's what that's why a lot of these things come up and and so you have. Uh, we need the revelation of the word. We need understanding of the word. We need the wisdom of the word imparted to us. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. He communicates uh, the things of Christ to us, what Jesus did at the cross. He gives us understanding of why you went. What happened there? The significance of that. The redemptive work of Christ. You know what I'm saying? I'm not waiting for something to happen. I'm walking in what already happened. Isn't that something? Holy Spirit helps us. He helps us to understand who we are in Christ, what we have in Him, and what we can do in Him. We are not just some mere human being coming along here and, you know, trying to make it along the best, of, uh, you know, the best we can. And when it's church time, we come crawling in over the threshold of the church door, crying about how bad our week's been. No, my friend, listen to me. We're not that kind of people. God has raised us up. God has raised us up. Look at your neighbor and say, God has raised you up. He's raised you up. I know sometimes we feel like we had a few smacks on the head and we feel a little lower some days than we do other days, but I want you to know something that doesn't change my spiritual posture, my spiritual stature. My stature is this, I'm in Christ. The idea there of being in Christ is that we are established in a fixed position, in a fixed position. The wind may blow, the storms may howl, and the waves may be big, but I'm in a fixed position in him. Come on now. Somebody ought to get that. Come on. The Holy Spirit will enlighten us. He will tell us the truth of who we are in Christ. The Holy Spirit will tell us plans and directions that have been approved by the Father in Jesus. Heaven has approved things for us. It's already approved. Who? It's been approved before you were born. You don't have to go to God and say, oh, would you please sign this? He said, I've already signed it. I wrote it. It's in the book. It's in the book. You just need to find out about it. You know what I'm saying? I, have, I, 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 I find people uh, that tell me, you know, when they find out that I'm a, I'm a preacher that believes in healing. You know, at family reunions, they, 
they, they, they kind of quietly, some of them say, you know, that Pentecostal preacher over there, you know, kind of saying, you know, well, when the chips are down, guess who they call? Hmm? And they, they have. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Some of them knowing that I'm a, a, a preacher that believes in healing, you know, they say, well, we believe God can heal if he wants to. But God already proved it in Christ. All the promises of God are yes and amen in him. Christ is the yes that was signed forever in blood to all the promises of God. When you, when you open the book, every promise you see is already approved for you. It's already approved. What you need now is the Holy Spirit to help you show you how to walk in those things. He's got plans for you specifically. Each one of you. Do not kisip mahakade. Halaka batuni in the sandan. Dunist makaya ehite etukan. And the Lord would say this to my to his people. Do not think that you're this or that, and that I cannot do this or that. Do not think that you're the exception to what I've already written, but begin to believe and begin to expect me to flow in your life, yay, even as you see it happening in others. Look at that, what you see happening around you and say, this will happen to me too. And raise your hands and begin to say, this is happening. I expect, I expect to receive. Hallelujah. Wow. Mm. I expect to receive. Say that with me. I expect to receive. I expect God to move in my life. Sometimes I look at my wife and I said, God would just as soon answer our prayer. God would just as soon answer, move in our lives as he would anybody else. That didn't mean we thought we were anybody special. We just needed to step into our place as children along with everybody else. Sometimes the devil beats you down and says, you get in the back of the line. You don't deserve to be up the front here. What are you doing out of line? Get back in your place. You shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't even be in line. You know what I'm saying? Don't show up. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to ask for a raise of hands of people that have felt that way, had that feeling and had to battle that. I'm just telling you, I know too many. God's people have dealt with that. I want you to know something that God, I'm going to tell you again, like I exhorted you at the beginning, God knows where you live. He knows what you need, and he knows how to get you what you need. He'd just as soon talk to you as anybody else. He'd just as soon talk to you as the most famous preacher of this century. He'd just, he'd talk to, he'd just as soon talk to you, any of you, as he would to the Apostle Paul. Now, you would expect there'd be a pecking order in the, <laughs> in, the, in, in the body of Christ. Certainly, Paul would be at the head of the line, along with David and, you know, the spiritual giants that you read about, you know. And it's amazing the things they did. It's equally amazing the things they didn't get right.
Hmm? I'm not talking, I'm not telling you to keep track of everybody else's mistakes so you feel better. I'm just simply saying, don't let the devil beat you down and talk you out of what belongs to you. God wants to speak to you. The Apostle Paul, Acts chapter 16. Let's look at that real quick. I don't have time to go through all of it. I might just read it and then you can get it, study it out later. Acts 16, verse 6 through 10. It says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, where they they were forbidden, notice that, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. That is a province in Turkey called Asia Minor. That's not talking about the continent of Asia. Okay? And so um, in verse 7, after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So, passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. Now look at verse 9. Here's something happened. Here, repeatedly God said, no, don't do that. No, don't do that. How many of you ever felt that? I don't do that. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Remember, I wanted to build a house years ago, but, but I just couldn't get any peace about it. Well, uh, it didn't take long to figure out how come not, how come not to build a house at that time. You know what I'm saying? Because we moved somewhere else. But anyway, look at verse 9. And a vision, everybody say a vision, vision. appeared to Paul in the night. That is, in that vision, it was, it was the Holy Spirit's way of communicating with Paul. That's one of the ways he can communicate. And he says, a man of Macedonia stood. Here's the vision. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. That was the vision. Now, after he, Paul, had seen the vision, it says, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Wow. God spoke in his hour of need. You could say it again. After all those things, the word of the Lord came to Paul. And here's the issue. Paul had to correctly discern the word of the Lord from the other things he was trying to do. And the Spirit told him not to. Okay? Number two, Paul understood that a word from God is about God's will for his life. And the, and the God's will for other people. It's not against the people in Asia Minor, but he knows the fields that are ripe. And he knows how to match labors with harvest fields. Oh, my goodness. Listen to me. I could preach on that for a while. I'll let, you, I'll let your pastor do that. And then he says, here's number three, here's something else he knew. Paul knew or understood that a word from God is the beginning of something happening and not the end. He could have sat back and said, I got a word from the Lord. Did you get one? I got mine. Did you get yours? You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a spiritual notch in his belt, but it was a a beginning. God speaks the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet. Come on now. He knows the end better than than we remember the past. And so he goes back and he takes us where we're at and moves us in the direction of what he's spoken. Isn't that amazing? Step by step. 
I could do a whole sermon on that. Number four, evidently Paul believed the word of the Lord. Had to because he says, he concluded, verse 10 says, concluding that the Lord had called us. There was some agreement there. Okay. Number five, Paul acted on the word of the Lord. Immediately we sought to go to Macedonia. He discerned the action that was, that was complementary to the direction. And that's something that you have to, you have to be able to, to, to do. You have to, you have to discern the corresponding action that goes with the direction the word that you hear from God. Sometimes people run off, um, you know, just with just a little smidgen of something and think they've heard it all instead of waiting to hear whole, the whole thing. And I've heard people that they have the what, but they have not waited to receive any wisdom to know how to act on that. Come on now. Number six, Paul prayed concerning the word of the Lord. If you look in Acts chapter 16, the rest of the chapter, you'll find out that, listen, the, the, his, his journey or his experience at Philippi was not comfortable. Matter of fact, it was absolutely in the natural. It didn't look like God was in it. He went and he prayed. He found a group of people praying and he was going to prayer. And so, so he, he spent some time praying. Prayer is necessary before you attempt to walk in something. I find too many people that are trying to walk in something that they never prayed that they never prayed through. Brother, Brother Hagen said this. He said he's convinced that most ministers run ahead of their prayers. In other words, they pick something up in their spirit, but they, you know what I'm saying? Really legitimate, but and it's, it's true about those that are not ministers the same way. I've seen it many times. They get a word from the Lord and they want to run in it. Right now, they never take time to bathe it in prayer and, 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 and call upon God and spend time in prayer surrounding that, that word from the Lord with prayer so that spiritual realities can be worked out before you ever get there. And so that, that way, when spiritual realities are worked out, then, then it begins to take effect in this physical world. And you'll begin to find as you move in God's time, there are things prepared and things in place that wouldn't have been if you ran ahead of, the, of, of that and didn't pray. So valuable to learn how to pray. Colossians 4.12 is another verse to look at concerning that. Number seven, Paul dealt with opposition to the word of the Lord. Here comes this damsel. They're going to prayer, going to a prayer meeting. And some, some, some young lady comes walking up behind them and starts screaming. The Greek language indicates screaming, shrieking. These servants are the most, these are servants of the most high God. Now, I don't know about you. You have, you know. You think about when you go to a prayer meeting, anytime you've come to a prayer meeting, don't you have a meditative mindset? Don't you have kind of a, a, a mindset? I want to tune into God. The last thing you need is somebody shrieking in your ear. Really nothing wrong with what she said. It's the way she did it that gave the clue this is not right. And Paul had the deal. How was that? What was the deal? She was sent by the devil to take him out of being spiritually, distract him, hinder him so that he couldn't hear from God. And he had to deal with that. He had to turn around 
And he, he turned around and dealt with that. You have to sometimes stand up and say, devil, you stop that in the name of Jesus. I'm going to continue walking in what I heard God tell me, come hell or high water, creek rise, if the, it doesn't matter if the creek rises or whatever, I'm going to walk in the things of God that have been spoken to my heart. Sometimes you just got to take your stand. Come on now. Somebody ought to stomp their foot a little bit and say, now I got a little attitude right here. It's all right to have a spiritual attitude like that. Isn't that right? I'm going to tell you something. And lastly, number eight, well, number eight, Paul took his stand on the word of the Lord. He kept acting on the word of the Lord, even when he should have given up. He ended up at midnight uh, beaten up in stocks, and, and, and he should have given up, should have looked at Silas and says, uh, I think this is a bad job. I think uh, maybe I'd missed it a little bit. Silas might have looked at him and says, man, you really thought you heard from God. Look at, look at where we are. We're in jail. You realize we got a record now? That'll follow us everywhere. No, it says, but that's not what they did. Now look what they did. They had every right to complain, every right to be discouraged, every right to give up, every right to just say, okay, we're at death's door. Let's just die and get it over with. Anybody ever felt like that? Well, you know you really didn't feel like that because you're still here. You just kind of felt like that. I know, I know, I've been there. And he says, because Acts 16, 25, midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to him. They didn't just do quiet little, oh, Jesus loves me, this I know. Oh, the Bible tells me so. You know, they weren't doing a little something to encourage themselves. They lifted their voice. How loud should you be? Loud enough that you drown out your thoughts. Loud enough that it takes your mind off of the pain. Loud enough that you don't sit around thinking about your situation. If you're still, if you're singing and, and you're still thinking about he done me wrong, she done me wrong, you need to sing louder, louder, louder. Come on now. That's what they did. They stood. They said, this is not the time to quit. We can't, we're going to keep the switch of faith turned on by our praise. You worship God. You sometimes when the word of the Lord comes, things don't go real smooth. So, okay, I'm a child of God. God's got a plan for my life. Smack. The devil comes along and smacks you upside the head. Says, what'd you say? You got enough, you got enough guts to repeat that? You got to pick yourself up. And if you're not careful, you say, well, I thought I was a child of God. I thought God had a plan for my life. Damn, man, I didn't know. I didn't think, you know, one student came to me when I was the dean and I said, you know, when I, was a, when I was living for the devil, I had a better life than what I got now. I said, that's a lie. He looked at me like I slapped him a little bit and I intended for it to feel that way. I said, that's a lie. I said, if God didn't do anything but save you, I said, that's better than going to hell. His eyelids kind of got his eyes kind of got cross-eyed a little bit, and he looked at me and shook his head. And says, "I'm leaving anyway." I'm sad. I've cried tears for that guy. Don't know what happened to him. You know what I'm saying? 
and, and still believing. You know what I'm saying? Lastly, number nine, Paul exercised patience for the, the word of the Lord to come to pass. He didn't just rush over to Philippi. He immediately went over there. The Bible says they spent some days there before anything happened. In other words, he began to, I don't know what, you, what he did. I know what I'd do if I was over there. I'd be scouting out the land. I'd be getting a, uh, my finger on the, on, on the spiritual pulse of the community. I'd be looking for other Christians, seeing if there are any believers. I'd be looking where I'm going to preach. I'm going to be looking for opportunities to tell people about the Lord. And so he, 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 he you know, at the right time, he began to do some things. You know, don't, don't run ahead of the timing. Discern the timing, and you'll find that things will be in place, and it'll be a lot easier for you. We're often more ready. I think we're more ready than what we really are. Isn't that right? And so here's what I know tonight. There are some of you, as I was praying for you today, the Lord woke me up at 3 this morning, and I went down to my chair and sat there and prayed till about 5 o'clock. And uh, part of it was for you all. And the Lord just spoke to me about some things. He said, some of you need to be free to get up to another level. There's stuff that's junk, hindrances, obstacles that, are, that you've been dealing with. And it seems like it's impossible for you to get to move up to another level, whether it's your job or whether it's just life in general or whether it's uh, something else that you've been believing God for. Um, some of you are even feeling frustrated and trapped. You don't know the way out of your situation. Doesn't look like there's a way out in the, in the natural. And, and, you know, he began to speak to me about people who need breakthrough. You need breakthrough. Some of you need it physically. Some of you need it financially. Some of you need it in your relations. Some of, it, some of you need it in your jobs, your careers. Now, I don't know what all areas. I just know you're here tonight like that. Some of you are listening like that, uh, uh, watching us online. And I just want to tell you tonight that God knows where you're at. Knows where you're at. He knows where you're at. I want us to stand up. Listen to me. Listen to me. God wants to speak to you. The Bible says when it comes to temptation that God always makes a way of escape. If that's true about temptation, then it's also true about everything else. Every other trap that the enemy would set, every other uh, 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 situation where we don't, it looks like there's no way out, there's always one way out. The Holy Spirit knows where it is. He knows the direction. I'm here today because, because of listening to the Holy Spirit and he showed me the one way through. I want us to I'll just tell you tonight, if, you, if you're one of those that, that you feel like you're trapped, if you're one of those that's frustrated, you've been 
on edge. Frustration means that you're irritated easily. And you're like that kind of person. And you don't want to be, but it just happens so quickly because stuff's happened and you're just that kind of situation. Listen to me. I've been there. I know about that. You know what I'm saying? If, if you're here tonight, you need breakthrough in some area. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, it, I'm going to tell every one of you, it doesn't matter what your neighbor thinks about you. It's your life. It's your life. It's what you need. It's what's happening, what, what God wants to happen in your life. Again, God has a plan for your life. He wants you to get past all this stuff. He wants you to be able to say like David, I'm going to run through a troop and leap over a wall. Isn't that right? It's no problem. The obstacles are no problem. The opposition is no problem. You see what I'm saying? He wants to get you there. If you're in that kind of position, any of those, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you, um, there's something about taking a step. Okay? And again, I'm going to tell you, it really doesn't matter. There'd be days when I'd have to answer my own altar call on that one. You know what I'm saying? It really doesn't matter. I, I mean, you, you, it doesn't matter how far you get in God, there are still times. When, when you're in the middle of those kind of things. So I'm going to ask you to take a step. Those of you that you know you're dealing with, it, you're in those situations I described. You've got to have something happen. You need God to do something for you. Otherwise, you know, this is, this is it. I'm going to tell you something. You just get yourself up. Just come on. Just take a step and come right on up here. I'm going to pray. I'm going to wait for you. It's not that I got any magic, but I do have and sense the anointing. I want, I want uh, prayer counselors to be up here, um, unless you're in the same position, <laughs> which is all right. But if you're a prayer counselor, if you're a counselor that can come up here and help, then I want you to come up here. I want you to help me. But if you're here tonight and you need this, then I'm going to tell you something. God saw the step you took. I'm going to tell you something. You said, I'm meeting God. I'm here. I need breakthrough. I don't need the frustration anymore. I want out of the trap. I want out of the box. Some of you, some of you, people have labeled you. And you say that label's unfair. But it has hindered your thinking about yourself. If that's you, they put you in a box. You've allowed that. Come and we'll get you out of it. Tonight, the anointing is here. The anointing is in this place. You're here tonight. I'm going to tell you something. If you're in this line, I want you to listen to me. You need to expect to hear from God. It doesn't mean that I'm going to have a personal word for you. Maybe I do and maybe I don't. 
usually don't know until I minister to people. But I'm going to tell you this. You need to, you have a right to hear from God. And the Holy Spirit is here tonight to talk to you and share with you. Some of you need the devil off your back. Get the devil off your back. <laughs> He's been messing with you too much in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Those of you that are in your seats, I want you to support these people. I want you to stretch your hands out to these people. We have a counselor over here. Is that you, Kevin? That would be you. And who's over on this side? Does that be you? Then you come up around the front, please. And you come up around the front. You start on that end. You start on that end. And we're going to, I'm going to pray a general prayer and we're going to come. Don't lay hands on people yet until we've got this uh, the general prayer done, and, and then we need a couple of people, like you big guy right there. I want you to come. Yes, sir. You come up here, and others that can come up here and just kind of stand behind them and just be, uh, be around what those counselors and myself as we pray. We, we want everybody to have the best meeting with God possible. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to pray. Are you ready? Lift a hand up to God. Hold a hand out in front. Wiggle your finger. Do something. Let God know I'm ready. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I lift these people up to you, Lord. These are your people. They're Christians. They're members in the body of Christ. You love them. They're of great value to you. They're heaven's treasure that Jesus died for. And I thank you now for the Holy Spirit in this place, the anointing in this place, the anointing in this place right now. Presence of the Holy Spirit, ministering to these people, helping these people. And when we uh, lay hands on these, we know spiritual things are being imparted to them in the name of Jesus. Spiritual communication, spiritual opposition removed, spiritual uh, 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 resources from heaven downloaded to them in the name of the Lord Jesus. I thank you that tonight the power of God is in this place to get people beyond the, where they're at right now into the plan, more into the plan than what they already are. Moving beyond today into the future that God, you have spoken to them and revealed to them in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We just thank you now. The anointing's here in this place. Go ahead, uh, gentlemen, down at the end and start on the ends. I'm going to work in the middle here. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you right now. In the name of Jesus, I declare in the name of Jesus.
Hallelujah. Lift your hands up to the Lord. I'm telling you, he's a good God. He loves you. He loves you. I said he loves you. He loves you. He cared enough to speak to me about this. He cared enough about you to speak to me about talking about this and to set this up. And even where you're at, where you're at, you may not have needed what, they, what these people needed up here, but I guarantee you, there, every one of you needed something tonight. Did you know he's been downloading right where you are? He's been moving right where you are in Jesus' name. Some of you here tonight, I don't know why I'm saying this. Some of you tonight, you're having difficulty breathing. Lift your hand right now. If you've had difficulty breathing, anybody in the room? There's one. Anybody else? When you, when it, it, it may be, it could easily just be the heat. It could be asthma. It could be something else allergies or whatever it might be. I don't know. But if you're de dealing with difficulty to breathe, I'm going to pray for you right now where you are. Lift your hand up if that's for you in the mighty name. <clears throat> so why are you doing that? Because that's what the Holy Spirit's doing right now. See, sometimes you have to be in tune where the, you know what the Holy Spirit wanting to do next. Right now, that's what he wants to do. Right where you are. He's already doing it, and some of you already... In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I bind that spirit of oppression cannot operate in your life. I command you to be released in the mighty name of Jesus and declare that yoke broken in Jesus' name, that yoke of oppression broken in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that they're free to breathe freely. Begin to check that out now. Come on, some of you, just breathe deeply. Begin to check that out. The anointing of God is upon you and has brought you forth, hallelujah, to this moment right here in the name of Jesus. Thank you for it now. Wave your hand if you can tell, uh, if you already know. Uh, those of you that already know, you can already tell a difference. Then wave your hand. I see that hand right there. I see that hand right there. Guy back there. That hand right there. In the name. In the name. In the name. That doesn't mean the rest of you aren't getting it. There you go. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. There's another hand right there. I see that. Yep. Yep. Let's, give, let's raise both hands and let's praise the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you now. Hallelujah. Just worship you, Lord. Magnify you, Lord. Magnify you, Lord. Magnify you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you would, please, those of you that are watching, if you would just give me your attention just for a moment. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if 
you don't know him as Lord of your life. Or maybe you do, uh, but life has taken its twists and turns and you're not where you need to be with God and you want to rededicate your life tonight. If that's you, you're in this room or you're watching online um, and you want a prayer to receive Christ as your Savior and Lord or you want to rededicate your life, just simply slip up your hand. We'll pray for you right where you are. Anybody in the room that would lift a hand right now? I don't want to go home and assume that everybody is, is, uh, is where they need to be. I want to help you. I want to help you. Those of you that are watching, I want to help you. If you're there, you might, uh, you might just stretch a hand out uh, toward the screen that you're watching. And uh, if you need this prayer, and we're going to pray this prayer in just a moment. I'm going to look across the congregation here. Anybody that would lift their hand up and say, pray for me. I'm going to look one last time. Pray for me. I want to rededicate my life. I want Anybody at all? Let's pray this for the people that are watching online. Heavenly Father, I ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sin. I yield my life to you. I commit my life to you. I thank you that I'm your child and you're my heavenly father that I'm now in the family of God and I thank you for your love in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's lift our hands up and thank him one more time. Hallelujah. Thank him for you. Thank him that he's speaking to you. Thank him that he's speaking to you. Thank him that's speaking to you. One last thing, and I'm going to say it, and then and I'm going to go, and that is this. Somebody, the only way I know how to describe it is, it's almost as if the Holy Spirit has unlocked your physical ability where you can move or perform or do something at a new level or beyond where it's been. You were limited in some area physically, and now it's been unlocked, and you are now able, in the name of Jesus, I'm telling you the Holy Spirit's working that tonight in somebody's life right now. If you're believing for that, just lift your hand up and say, thank you, Lord. And believe in that. We believe that. Isn't that happening? That's happening right now. Everybody say, unlocked. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right, let's rejoice and let's be glad. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, ma'am. Just happened just now. Just now. Somebody lift their hand and praise the Lord. Anybody else want to testify? Anybody else testify? What's God done? Anybody else? Anybody else free? Somebody free? Somebody got burdens removed? Frustrations gone? Isn't that right? How many of you got out of the box tonight? 
out of the trap. In Jesus' name. Don't get that mixed up. All right, my friends. God is so good to you and me, isn't he? Isn't it good to be in the house of God? So good, so good, so good, so good. Jesus' name. Pastor, uh, he's going to do it. Or somebody's going to do it. There you go.